This statement that Basball won't work against such and such 11 has so far been stated against South Africa, India, Pakistan, a 3-0 up against Pakistan in that series, and now in New Zealand. Seems to be going okay against all of them in the last 12 or so tests. And England yesterday, with the second earliest declaration in the history of test cricket, you know, they're nearly six runs and over score of nine for 325 was followed by New Zealand's 337. It was an extraordinary day of test cricket, and SENZ's Dan McCarty was there to witness it for Talk Sport. Dan, welcome aboard. Oh, heck of a day, Space Sam. Great to chat to you, and, uh, you know, good morning, good afternoon to, to your audience, wherever you may be. Uh, it's a thoroughly enjoyable day. Uh, we didn't know what to expect from the surface. They've had to prepare um, uh, a test match wicket during a cyclone. Uh, it's quite incredible what they've achieved at Bay Oval uh, to, to have a wicket that wasn't moving sideways uh, at extraordinary rates. So credit to them. There was just enough in it. New Zealand winning the toss and bowl first. Zach Crawley's dropped second ball at third slip. Then the first ball of the second over, Neil Wagner bowls Crawley, but it's a no ball. And that probably was the most boring phase of the day. Uh, it, it was it was incredible. Uh, Zach Crawley lived a charm life. Uh, but once he departed um, in, the, in the third over with, with just four to his name and 18 for one, you thought, hey, well, New Zealand might be in with a, a go here to knock the top off. Not the case. Duckett smashed 84, a better than a runner ball. Hit 14 fours and 68 balls at the crease. Ollie Pope, Joe Root, they, they try to get amongst it. Wickets sort of fell regularly, but there, there, there was such a forceful nature of the, the English scoring rate. They're 134 for two at lunch of 23 overs mm. and 279 at the dinner break of just 48 overs. Five down at that stage. The big talking point up until then was Joe Root caught reverse sweeping at first slip off Neil Wagner. I'll repeat, Neil Wagner, left arm fast medium. Yeah. Caught reverse sweeping by uh, the slip, uh, who was uh, Daryl Mitch, who was lined up at, at second slip. It was quite, it was frenetic through the opening couple of sessions. I was fearing the worst for New Zealand. I was fearing, you know, 450 on day number one, but they bowled quite well after that dinner break, picking up four for 44 and about 11 overs. But the problem then, when England made the declaration, there were a f- there were a few sort of surprised people. There were some are going, this makes perfect sense. This is how England play. They're bold, they take some risks, and it's under lights, pink ball. We know that brings uncertainty, and then the English attack. And that's a really good attack in those conditions. Anderson, Robinson, and, mm. and Broad made it a really testing uh, you know, final uh, period. And they're well and truly on top, having snared three. The Joe Root dismissal really did stand out, as did Ollie Pope, I think was yet to get off the mark when he danced down the wicket to Sim, Tim Southey and smacked him to the fence. So I was going to ask you, actually, just to tap into the, the thinking amongst the locals who were there at the Bay Oval, if you don't mind, Dan. Look, Basball is not a new phenomenon, but even by this team's standards, this was seen to be uber-aggressive. But it appeared as though the hosts were relatively prepared for it. I think uh, reading some of the stuff out of the New Zealand camp that they were prepared for for a real force of nature, as you termed it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, through the 10 tests under Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes, they play with, you know, with the pedal down, don't they? The foot to the floor. So New Zealand knew they were going to come hard at them. And New Zealand recognised they went in with a very green bowling lineup. Uh, two men on debut and Tickner and Kugelein, who are, you know, reasonably long in the tooth as far as first-class cricket, with not, you know, overwhelming resumes. Um, Southey bowled well, I thought, throughout, even though he went at five and a half runs and over. Uh, Wagner really struggled early before pulling it back in that final session, but they went after Tickner and Kugelein as well, the two men on debut. You know, both of those players going at five and a half, six runs and over. The, the boundaries, just, it seemed like one at least an over. 
Harry Brock, though, for me, is the standout. Gee, he, he is some player. 89 off 81, 304 test matches leading into this. He was on the cusp of joining a, a group, I think, it might only have a couple all-time, having scored 400s in his opening five test matches. The kid just stays so still at the crease, and his hand-eye coordination is just mm. frightening. And there was one, one shot where he danced down to Tim Southey, still swinging the ball away. And he just hit through the line and monstered him over long off. But that was probably the shot of the day. It was, it was truly exhilarating. Um, but then on the, on the flip side, under lights, when the ball's moving around, it was also edgy, you see, stuff when New Zealand were batting, even though they were being quite obdurate and just trying to get through that, um, you know, 20-over spell. The ball's beating the bat. It's nibbling around. We had the best of both worlds. On a day, uh, no one I don't think will forget who was at Bay Oval. I wanted to ask you, Dan, clearly it's working at the moment and, and everything's paying off for, for Baz McCullum's side. Is there any feeling in, in the cricket world that perhaps they're flirting with disaster, that it's gonna, there is going to be a, a massive collapse at one particular point in time? Because even when they lost an early wicket here today, their, their method didn't change. They were still as aggressive as ever. Do, do you feel like they, they can be on thin ice at times and they're perhaps only... You know, but flirting with a with a really disastrous score. Well, they've had the odd they've had the odd disastrous score under McCullum. In fact, their first test innings, they bowled out for 140 by New Zealand at Lords. In fact, I, I don't think they performed well at Lords in any test match. Brendan McCullum's and, and Stokes have been in charge with. People are always going to fear the worst with the way um, they play, and it could happen. Um, you know what? It probably will happen. And I don't think they're going to care. Well, well outwardly, mm. they're not going to tell you they care. They just understand that um, with the way they play, there will be some bad days, but they'll just park it. They are so relaxed. I must admit, having seen England tour here um, on previous iterations, it's chalk and cheese. Ben Stokes in the lead-up. I don't know who's more horizontal, him or McCullum. I think there's got to be a competition between who's more laid-back. Ben Stokes saying uh, the day before uh, the game, oh, I hope I lose the toss. I'm not really sure what I want to do. And he was quite sincere about that. Uh, uh, you know, they, they, I think they don't ride the highs and lows uh, too much. But when you play mm. that that way, when it does go wrong, and I'll use that word again because it will go wrong. Hey, if it goes wrong in an ashes, you know what the English press are going to do. Um, is Baz ball the right way to go? I, I, I don't think there's a long leash on um, you know the critics sharpening the knives if it, if it doesn't go their way. But long may it continue because it does make our test cricket, you know, thoroughly exhilarating for for for, the, for fans of, of both sides. There, there's so much interest in the series in New Zealand. I've, you know, I, I, I've never felt like I've had so many friends this week. People calling if I can get tickets uh, yep. uh, to to the hometown test of mine in Wellington, the second test, which I think is sold out for three days. Uh, that, that's quite telling there. So uh, you know, long may it continue. But you know, if you can get the ball to move laterally, that's the key. Um, Saudi showed that in his opening spell. They will be respectful. Uh, they'll take the odd risk. They'll try and come down to sort of negate the, st- the swing and the seam, as we saw from their top order. Um, so they'll look to absorb some pressure, but when they recognise there's a chance to put that pressure back on the opposition, uh, Brendan McCullum and Stokes are telling them to do that at every available opportunity. So it's sort of punch and counterpunch, which makes for fascinating viewing. Oh, it is. It's fascinating viewing. Absolutely. It's a thriller minute. Uh, so just to reiterate there, New Zealand, the host, three for 73 in reply. Uh, the big wicket at Kane Williamson back in the sheds as well. We'll watch with interest. How could we not tomorrow? Uh, Dan McCarty, thanks so much for your time. Anytime. Take it easy. As Dan McCarty there, I say three for 73. Three for 37, of course. Uh, Dan McCarty there in New Zealand.